Hello and welcome to Earhopper Presents. Let's talk about. And today in the studio, I have Laura Tobin. Hey guys. And Jordan D'Angona. Hey all. And our topic today, uh, we just uh, finished our tacos and it took us a little while, but today we're going to talk about something very narrow reality. <laughs> reality. And how we got to reality is a, a large. A large conversation about many things, including food and professionalism, and walking here during a tech conference here in San Francisco. <laughs> so our reality today was a very long, painful commute, would you say? Yes. Yeah. And you, you both work somewhere that way, right? We're like in Chinatown Financial District. Yeah. So then Chinatown Financial, we record the podcast in Soma, uh, and I heard on the way here Lenny Kravitz uh, at ATT Park. Doing a sound check. Really? Because he is playing as part of this tech conference. Wait, I thought Alicia Keys was playing. Too. I think she is too. I think she is too. That but, is um, freaking cool. Yeah, I took a pause because I was like, wait a minute, that's Lenny Kravitz. How'd you know? Were you like placing American It was woman? that song. Um, <laughs> I'll think of it. One okay. of his hits. Okay. Oh, yeah. um, dun, 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 dun. I'm always on the run. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, always yeah. on the run. Heard him sound checking that. So that they sound checked and then they stopped and then they just did the vocals because they were like testing the vocals and like cool. the whole band was harmonizing. Ooh. And I had this moment of both insane jealousy and complete absurdity. Yeah. Because I was like, I'd, I'd love to play TT yeah. Park. Right. And then you're yeah. like, I just want to see Lenny. Like, I wonder if he's got this Aerosmith esque, like, long handkerchief status with the leather pants, like I remember from when I was younger. It's going to be cold tonight, so I would bet. Yeah. That he is. Have you seen a show at ATT Park? I have not. No. Me neither. But well, I, Guns N' Roses, a while ooh, ago, mm-hmm. heard them sound check. You get a lot of sound checks when you're down there. I was going to say, I feel like sound checking might be even cooler than actually seeing the concert. Mm. No? It's just enough if you know the music. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I'm at a point where if I go to a show, I don't even stay till the end because I'm like, I get enough out yeah, of it. Yeah, and yeah. then the next day I see what the last few songs were and mm-hmm. I imagine what they sounded like. Well, mm-hmm. typically, like, the only people who are going to close with their biggest are the people who have millions, like, top 40 hits. But most of those people open up with it. Like, if you were going to go to Odessa, that'd be, their hits would be in their first, like, five or six songs. Yeah. That's I true. That's true. Versus, I, like, Tom Petty, who's like, we're going to end this out on American Girl. Oh, Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. All right, Puzzle. I know. I know. Speaking of reality. It's a I sad know, one. That is that reality. Was, I kept waiting for someone to be like, just kidding. No. Yeah, internet prank. Well, and they kind of did say just kidding, because it was, like, announced that he died. Yeah, they kind of. And then kinda, it was like, he didn't die. He's, like, still mm-hmm. in the hospital. And then a few hours later, it was like, he officially died. And you're like, come on, we really had to, like, live through it twice. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, they kind of held on to it a little too long, yeah, I thought. I agree. What um like when it, when when you think about like going to shows these days like like I think about I love to leave early like every time <laughs> like I went to a, a two day festival out in Sacramento a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. which I'm a little embarrassed by but um <laughs> <Is it> Sacramento <laughs> and it's- well it it was uh, it was called the Aftershock Fest and it was yeah, yeah. I love Nine Inch Nails okay. confessionally and um but there were like metal bands there and were there a lot of juggalos there okay. was it was a step. Above or below, depending on what you think, the Juggalo phenomenon. Okay. I had all black on. It wasn't enough black. Okay. Okay. Um, but I was ready to leave at like 9.30. Why? Uh, yeah. I just wanted to beat the crowd. That's what I was yeah. getting. That's like my beating the crowd. Yeah. So under under um, rated. Like mm. getting a lift. Yes. And like getting out of there. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and not, being like, I broke free and I am just buzzing off and that was glorious and I'm like kind of sweaty and now I need to shower and brush out my party dread. <laughs> right. That's my, party that's my show of reality. Did you say your party dread? So I just chopped off my hair, but it, get, it gets very tangled. So if I dread? go out and I like really dance a lot at shows, <laughs> this whole section of my hair turns into like a dreaded nest of a mess. And it's really the rest of my hair. I can brush it with my fingers, but this section over here, you might as well just chop it off. That's your reality. <laughs> only when you yeah. party. Yeah, <laughs> only when is. I party like really hard. <laughs> Unfortunately, but how, yeah. Just one little part? It's just one little part. How is it? Is it because it's against your I think your it's because it's against Why my neck you, like, and I dance so much. deep condition that part or something? <laughs> I don't know. I, I tie like my hair like up, too. very fixable. I don't know. It's just like, that's a telltale sign, I guess, if I like, really had a great time and I danced. You get the party dread. I get a party dread, and that's what I call it. My mom used to call it that, too. I would always be like, oh, hello, hello. And she's like, you had a good time last night. I don't know. I don't know what this says about me, but you said party dread, and I'm like, oh, I have social anxiety, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, totally, sometimes it's like the party's like, it's like 10 minutes till I have to leave, and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Why oh, am I doing this? But see, this? that happens oh, to me I a totally lot. Like, that's that. real party dread. Yes, mm-hmm. that it's is like real It's like social anxiety dread. where you're like, I do like people, yes. but I could also really enjoy Netflix and eating all the Cheez-Its in the yes. house. Well, it's like, have you ever seen that meme that's like, if you really want to scare the shit out of somebody, run into like someone you haven't seen in a while and be like, we should hang out sometime. And when they're like, yeah, you're like, right now, like I'd right like, now. Oh, uh, that's my whole theory that that's yeah. why people are like, you know what? Let's put it on the books. Totally. And then like you have this date that's so far in advance. And then always, always, always 90% of the time when it's like the day before. Someone's like, I was really it. proud of both of you for committing to this. Oh, yeah. Because when I emailed you, I think it was yesterday, yeah. I half expected one of you <laughs> to bail. To be like, to be like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I forgot I have this thing. <laughs> I actually can't make it. No, we're here. No. I mean, we're in it to win it. The last two years, more of my friends have gotten last minute food poisoning than ever mm. in my life. And I don't know <laughs> if it's says something about the food supply right now. Or <laughs> it's questionable produce coming the, in. The, the cleanliness <laughs> standards. I've honestly only ever had food poisoning once in my whole life. And it was just this last year when we were coming back from London oh, on I the plane. Oh, what'd you eat? Um, I had a chicken salad sandwich right before we left. Mayonnaise. Here. Yeah, mayonnaise, mm-hmm. chicken. Um, but before that, I I never really believed in it. I was like, I don't get it. Like, this food poisoning <laughs> thing cannot be that bad. How do uh, so many people get it? Food poisoning is, it's bad. Oh, yeah. it's literally it the times. pits. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've gotten that and I've choked a lot in my life. <laughs> which I don't know what that's, yeah. Like, like one just, time to like the a, point like where. Like a bad choke? Like. Yeah, like one time my dad, I was like nine, he shoved his hand down the back of my throat because I choked on calamari. I don't know. He just, like, I don't think that's. I went to take a bite and I took a glass. You shoved down the throat. My dad's not exactly your average parent. His reality is a little different, but yeah. Um, No, that was his. He didn't even like Heimlich. He just like pried me open and shoved his hand down my throat and was like, get it out. I mean, but I was freaking out. That's an interesting, like, uh, impulse. Yeah, that was his go to. Yeah, I mean, like, that wouldn't be, I probably would be like, Slammer against a chair. I don't know. I don't know though. In like in the actual situation, you might feel different. I mean, that's pretty logical. You want to dislodge see your something. You yeah. put the hand. You grab it. Yeah. Have Have you learned how to give yourself the Heimlich? Heimlich? No. No. I've thought about have it a lot know? though. Yeah. You, you're supposed to do it against the table. Oh, that's oh, right. Really? And you just like throw yourself into it. You basically or just thrust like your <laughs> diaphragm into the end of a table to force air out of your stomach and to push the food supposedly. Honestly, oh. who has ever done that successfully? Who's got the time? I'm dying. I'm pretty sure I would dial 911 and be like, Same. help me. Like, I would send smoke signals yeah. before I would. You know. Yeah, no. I feel like choking was something that like my grandparents' generation did a lot of. 
Yeah. Like I had someone in my family that died of choking. No, you did. Yeah, no, my great aunt apparently died at the table of choking, and everyone just watched her like, die. Why like, no one knew what to do. This is, I, I swear, this isn't like some family myth. It's like a real thing. No and one did anything. Story, That's yeah, crazy. My, my mom was there, and she's like, they just watched her die because no one knew to like do this. Like well, that was okay. That. Is that homicide? What? If you watch somebody die in front of you and you could have prevented it. Is it suicide? No. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, I don't think enough people have actually thought about that before. I think it's just, just I think in your last moment, you're like, I can't believe I just didn't chew that right. Yeah. But like, I mean. How do you feel? Like, do you ever choke on something? You're like, I don't want to go this way. Totally. Yeah. Yes. I always do. I'm yes. like, this isn't the way I want to go. When yeah. you accidentally get like a really long piece of cheese when you oh, eat a mozzarella oh, stick or something, and you're like, oh. <laughs> cheese is, is bad. Because it's like, really you bad. feel it crawling uh-huh. down. Mm-hmm. I once, and yeah. this is so embarrassing, but I was like five and I choked on an ice cube because I was super little and I was sucking on it, but obviously it like melts. So it's in the grand scheme of choking, it's ice very, very good passing. Uh, yeah, no, I freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> My mom and I were in the kitchen. She's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, oh, and then it just went down. I was like, I guess nothing. It does melt though. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I have a lot of really weird stories when I was little. Yeah, choking stories, apparently. <laughs> choking. I ate a you stick of butter that. once when I was younger. For a stick a five, of butter? Yeah, for a dollar. My sister, like, bet me when was I was died? four. I don't remember, really. But keto she, like, talks diet. about it all you the time. You were on the keto diet at four. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Started Living that keto, keto life. You started it. You started <laughs> Just, keto. Just, like, so lean. You made a profit off of it. And yeah. back then, a dollar was, like, a big deal. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. I didn't really remember. I'm sure I probably got sick, but not a big uh, deal. Yeah. Okay, someone dares you to eat a stick of butter today. How much is it going to go? How much? I would say like $500 just because I know I could probably get it. I feel like it depends on the time of the month. Like how badly am I strapped for cash? Yeah. <laughs> like if it's carry gold. I went a whole different way though. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like what kind cravings? Of like that? a weird craving? Just mama needs to eat. Yeah. If it's Butter. coated in Flaming Hot Cheetos, I get, bet you can get oh, a lot to do, do it, it real free. fast. Um, I, yeah, I want to say I would start high. I want to say it'd start at like you know five thousand bucks or something. How about a hundred? Yeah. I no. think I'd do it for a hundred. For a hundred? I feel like no. you just feel so crappy, and then you might actually crap your pants because of the grease in the actually, butter. Question. <laughs> question. Reality. Do yeah, I have to eating butter <laughs> makes you poop? Poop your pants. Do I have to eat the whole stick of butter like yep. in that form, yeah. or yeah. can I like melt it down and dip stuff in it? No. Nope. No. You've I got think one you, minute. Why not? You've got one a- minute. You have to like unpeel it like a one hundred dollars. Actually, have you guys seen the like chip challenge? The one chip challenge? No, Mm-mm. it's a one chip challenge. It's pretty crazy. Well, I'll have to show you guys the video afterwards. But it's this chip. I think they make it somewhere in South Carolina, but I could be totally is wrong. It's like super spicy. It is so hot. They only sell one in a package. It's a potato chip. No, it's like uh, oh, I, I get this from my brother. I mean, it looks like a tortilla chip, but with spices on it, in hmm. some, like in some way, shape, or form. But it is like. I they go on YouTube when you got some time yeah. and just type in the one chip challenge and it's people like recording themselves eating it for the first time and like literally talk about choking people yeah. seriously stop dead in their tracks and just tears running down their face they can't breathe it's pretty intense one chip I should do that my mom accidentally ate a ghost chili once when we were sitting at the table she thought it was a bell pepper really rookie mistake <laughs> and she hates spicy Freaked stuff out. and she 
I think she chugged a liter of milk. Like, yeah. was panicking, and she was like, "You need to call the hospital." And okay, like, but okay. seriously, talk about reality. Thinking that you're eating a bell pepper. The reality of like, we're gonna look at this on YouTube. Like, all these people are filming themselves. Oh totally. my, like the cinnamon challenge, and you're yeah. like, you're all in. Yeah, it. all that. <laughs> yeah. Like, do and you, you do watch people do it. So I think yeah. I'm a little older than both of you, but do you remember the real world? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Real Which, world New Orleans, like the first time round, was my favorite. Real world Hawaii was one of my faves, and Vegas. Which do you remember show. the San Francisco oh, one? I think it was the second season. I don't season. remember no. that. No. Yeah. My sister was a huge fan of that season, yeah. though. Same. But they did it here again, like what four years ago or mm-hmm. so? Yeah, I didn't watch that season though. Is it still on? I think so. Well, it's crazy because people say that it. that was like. Kind of like groundbreaking, the first, yeah, yeah. Like the big first like show where they yeah. were like, "Oh, people love to watch this." Like a bunch and of cameras. And then it blossomed to Jersey Shore. Well, there's the nude one now. Have you seen that one? No. Yes, naked dating. Or yeah, whatever. naked, but it's called it's called something else. It's called what is it? Might called? be naked dating. I think it is naked dating, where you have to like kiss and get naked and then get. They to just know run it. around <laughs> and they're blurred. Yeah. But they're naked on the show. Oh no, I know what one you're talking about. Like, Wait, there's another afraid? naked one? There's like a bunch of naked ones. <laughs> I mean, Naked and Afraid is like pretty amazing to watch. Is that the naked one Naked and, and Afraid? afraid. That's, the one. So That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, I would never go in the woods with like all this out. Like there's just no way. I think no. you would like if I got a bug bite. I was on just my... gonna say bugs, no. number one. No. Yeah. yeah. I do not like bugs in the places that are exposed. Mm-hmm. And and the places that aren't exposed, there's a reason I cover them. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw Broke Down Palace so. at a very young age, if you get a bug in your ear, I'm pretty positive you go insane, and that's all that the movie taught <laughs> What's, me. Is that what that movie? I don't yeah, it's that. like Claire Danes and her friend go to Thailand, whatever, they get wrapped right, up. They get, that is and they get arrested, right? Yeah. They get arrested, and like... And like her friend gets a cockroach in the ear in jail, which every time I think of camping and or bugs, the two naturally just affiliate for me. And what and happens? Like, I forget. The they eventually cockroach. get it out, but it like she's like, I hear scratching on my brain, and that is what resonated with me mm, yeah no. do you think like like when i think about that like do you think that's why we're in the state that we're in where like all this crazy shit is happening and we think it's normal like everybody's in men in black and they're all giant cockroach men no out. like like you know like like a bunch of people just got blown up in vegas and yeah for some reason we're all like moving on with our lives like if that would have happened 15 years ago None of been. us would have accepted it. No, we're very desensitized to it now, though. Even like what just happened in Texas at the church. Like, right. Same. That was into, and actually, that was, I think, the first time I ever like realized how desensitized I was to it. Because truthfully, I think particularly after Vegas, yeah. it was just like got the notification and was like another one. You yeah. know, yeah. like they there's nothing. Um, I guess that stands out about uh, that's the wrong way to say it. Not no, stands out, but that like differentiates right. them from from each other. And I'm like. Fuck, just really bad stuff is happening all the time. Like, well, and it's yeah. a, a world that needs some sort of checks and balances that isn't there. And I think that as a society as a whole, people don't value other people, their lives, their opinions, right. what they really are contributing as family. Like, imagine if you just love, your family is gone in an instant and mm-hmm. you don't have the opportunity to say goodbye. Like, I think it's it's very unnerving. And then it makes you think about what impact you have on this world and then like what do you want to bring into this world whether it be kids or other family members as they continue to move on and like how to stay secure I mean even you think about Sandy Hook like kids movie theaters churches all that concerts everything safe zones safe places yeah Yeah. like these are places we go to to celebrate our humanity yeah Yeah. and their targets Mm -hmm. it's so fucked up yeah and that's why I'm just like okay like when did this become okay right 
I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Yeah, yeah, Because I was just like, the whole thing happened at the church. And I was like, wait a minute, didn't that thing in Vegas, whatever happened with that? Right, yeah. Like, it was gone. It just was gone. Yeah. 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 It's because a couple other things happened, and it just replaced it as headline news. It's not as if there was any resolve to that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just such a weird way. And then, I guarantee you, in 10 years, there will be a movie made about that event. Sure. Very similar to the Boston Marathon bombings, how, like, in bad taste, Mark Wahlberg decided to make... The Boston Marathon oh, that's video. That's right. That's right. I didn't yeah, and you're like, oh, you're it. from here. Like, don't do that. Okay. So, question: When you get up in the morning, <clears throat> let's talk about your morning routine. I was thinking about this this morning, actually. What's the first thing you do besides maybe pee? I check my phone. Yeah. And what do you go to? Like, what's your app? I usually in the morning. It will depend. Honestly, I check my work emails. Pretty cool. I mean, if yeah. I have any texts, I'll go there first, usually. Attention, new CEO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Laura. you're listening. Yeah. Um, no, but usually, I if I'm going to an app, honestly, Twitter or CNN. Yeah. I filter through almost all my apps. This is going to sound really terrible, but I consolidate. Yeah, so it's like, typically, it'll be email. And then all my girlfriends, I've been friends with the same girl since the fourth grade. So we have like a bunch of different group Snapchats where everybody just video <laughs> talks to each other. So we have, like, a very long chain conversation, and obviously I'm behind because they're all still on the East Coast. I'm catching up on their days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I do that, read a little bit of the, like, CNN, HuffPost, Daily Mail, mm-hmm. and then I just run my dog out. Yeah. And then shower. And oh, but you look at your, do you look at your phone while you're in bed? Yes. Yeah. Same. Is your phone your alarm clock? Yes. Mm-hmm. Same. Like it's we're your everything. So, yeah, we're so, and I keep threatening to get like an old school alarm <laughs> clock. Oh my god! And I like, actually did that two years ago. <clears throat> used it like twice, but never again. I think it like ran out of battery six months ago, and I just threw. Well, it Well, and it's like, what happens if you lose? I guess that doesn't happen out here the way it does back east. But yeah. like, you lose power, or whatever. Sure. Like I don't know. Well, yeah, but I'm such a, a snoozer. I'm such a snoozer, and you can't snooze. I mean, Got you it. can snooze, I guess, with a you can, but it's just like you can snooze, but it's like one and done, and yeah. then you're risking not getting up at all. I know. I think it's just interesting because I, I, I go to the news app on my phone and Facebook and Twitter, mm-hmm. and I and and Instagram, mm-hmm. and I do all of that before yeah. I even like get up. It's yeah. like so, it's such a habit now. Do you grab. talk to your significant other before you even touch your phone, or what does that look like? It depends which one of us gets up first. Yeah. Like if she, because usually our alarms are a couple minutes off. Mm-hmm. I have this weird thing where I get up like a one, I always just wake up a minute before my I alarm goes off. I do that too. It's so weird. I do that too. It's really weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. I swear it's a brain thing. It's like you're telling yourself when you have to be up the next yeah. morning or something. Yeah, I read an article about it that it's not that. It's not that weird because your brain actually can keep perfect time. Yeah. So you don't really pay attention to it because you're so distracted all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess it just depends. Because sometimes it's like one of us will be like, like, oh, I'll be like, oh, she's not up yet. I'm gonna get on my phone and I'll just be over there. And then all of a sudden I'll look over and she's doing the same thing. Yeah. Like, she's already up. Yeah. But I was just thinking like, how do we reverse that so that like we start the day in a different. Yeah, like, yeah, like talking to way. one another or getting or just up don't get on our coffee. Phones. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the easiest thing. Like, we make the coffee first, you totally. know? Yeah. Like, what's our day going to look like? It's so much different than when you have all this, like, constant bombardment. It and it's really like, is. you just came out of, like, the greatest state, which yeah. is where your brain is reset. And all we do is immediately refill it with bullshit. Totally. Oh, yeah. You, I think that that's also part of the desensitization. Oh, my God. Desensitization? Desensitization. I can't say it's the word. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like it's kind of part of it. It all plays in. Like, we're consistently funneling information or working or, like, getting ourselves kind of mentally worked up. 
Yeah. It's so with sensory overload. Yeah. And I think that stress plays a huge factor in everybody's day to day. I yeah. think like what we really do is almost consistently stay tuned in because the aspect of staying out of it is almost like being a loner in yeah. school or whatever. Because mm-hmm. like when you're out on vacation and you don't have Wi-Fi, you know how many people you see walking around resorts who are like, yeah, yeah. Please. I need we, to check out what my dog's doing. I bought it. Did I tell you I bought an RV last no. time we hung out? So I bought an RV. Wow. Like a 40-year-old, beautiful, cool. tiny 19-footer. Nice. And uh, we've been going away. We've been going on the way, way on the weekends. And <laughs> my friend and I have been doing these like man trips where I'm like, I grab a, a bro. And I'm like, listen, we're going to bro out. We're going to get in this 40-year-old stinky vehicle. We're going to drive somewhere. We're going to camp. And uh, we're not going to check our phones. And, you know, sure enough, like the first night. One of my friends is like, uh, do you want to watch like a documentary? I brought my laptop. <laughs> oh my God. And it's hot like spot. 10 o'clock. <laughs> well, because, you know, you stay at a, a campground, an RV. Yeah. They all have Wi-Fi. Right. Yeah. And we actually had a lovely time, but. Wait a minute. Time out. Back at campgrounds now all have Wi-Fi? RV, RVs do. Oh, I was going to say, you need RV to go to resorts. Tahoe where there's like no Are Wi-Fi to be found. RV me? resorts. No, even those do. All, any RV resort, resort worth its salt has Wi-Fi. Doesn't mean you have to log into it. I know, but still, really. I get it. Like, literally, the last time I was in the woods, I heard a bunch of girls who were on a bachelorette, like, ugh, but I can't post it to Instagram. And I was like, oh, relax. It's true. It's really bad. Yeah. But even, like, if you're conscious of it, you have those moments. Yeah. You know, I was like, like, raising my phone, like, it's going to make a difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, why, okay, so why are we so, why, we know all this, why are we so cool with it? I don't think that we know how to function without it. And I think everybody else literally has normalized their life to it. Like, I don't think, I mean, I'm, when I was in New Zealand, I was totally complacent with not having my phone. I was like, okay, cool. Like, we're going to drive from town to town. Like, the only frustrating part is not being able to essentially check in with, like, friends and family. But after a while, you're like, oh, my God, I'm actually genuinely happy doing things that are not phone-related things. Yeah. Like, let's play some cards. Well, I think it's yeah. also become so normal yeah. that it's not, you know what I mean? It's almost abnormal to not have it. Yes. Total. Or, like, you sometimes feel like, I don't know. I mean, I sometimes feel like when people don't, it's like almost trying to prove a point. You know? Like, oh, I'm going to bust out this, like, old paper map or whatever. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> but, like, you know you can just literally yeah. type the address into your phone. Or the <laughs> people who are like, I have... MapQuest and I have the GPS up and we're trying to drive and it's like, well, you're one day going to take a wrong turn and that paper is not yes. going to help you either. But yeah. no, I, well, I mean, I used to do a rule with my girlfriends. We would get together two or three times a week because we're obsessed with each other, but we would <laughs> turn our phones over and stack them. So that way the nice. first person to touch their cell phone had to foot the bill for everybody. Yeah, that's classic. Yeah, I like yeah. That. a good move. Yeah. I feel like move. that should be like, even when you're in meetings too, I've noticed like people will automatically gravitate or have their phones in there and then nothing kills me more than somebody whose phone rings when there's volume on and you're in a meeting. You're oh, like, yeah. oh, I have to leave my cell phone out of meetings. I'll get, if and if it is in, it's always face down. Face yeah. down. Yeah. Otherwise, it's too distracting. Do you like, like, how do you think this affects like how much we trust? <clears throat> and here's where I, let me give an example. Like sometimes I'll be like somewhere and someone I'll be texting with, like, They'll be like, ooh, send me a pic. And it's like, okay, like, I don't really have time. Like, I don't really want to send you yeah. a pic. Nor am I that person but, who's just going to be like, ooh, let me step away and pan around. But I, I, I sometimes wonder, like, the, the idea that we always have this, like, information constantly, when we don't have it, how much do we trust? Yeah. yeah. Do you like, know you what I mean? You want, like, receipts. You want, like, their, like, you want the visual. Right. And maybe it's not even conscious, like, consciously. It's just more right. like, unless I've seen it, right. I, I don't necessarily, yeah, like, I don't. 
realize it. Well, and part of me wonders too, just because I mean, and I think this actually plays into like divorce and marriage and like relationships too. Is mm. the over accessibility of of people? I yeah. think like yeah. as somebody who is in a relationship, I've been with my boyfriend for like four years, mm-hmm. but he'll never cheat on me hopefully or I'll break his knees <laughs> but um, realistically for me it's like if you if somebody is like hitting you up whether it's like spam or whatever and you have all these blown up inbox on like Facebook or Instagram or whatnot, you're always going to be like uh, who is that yeah. who yeah. is yeah. that person yeah. why are they messaging you online and yeah. I mean there it leaves the window open too to just check in on people oh yeah. how is my weird friend from like 8th grade doing oh right. they've got like 6 kids well your wife's fat like right. you know I just think <laughs> like <laughs> People tend to almost reverberate to the past and have yeah. a really hard time enjoying their present. The present, right? Yeah. yeah, because of that. And I, I think like we talk about this thing called success theater. It's like a phrase that came out. Actually, the Facebook research team I think came up with it. And it's the idea that like you're always going to put your best self out there. Yeah. Like even if you're texting somebody. Yeah. Right. I'm great. Yeah. Like how are you? I'm good. You know. Blah 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 blah. Like there's these like kind of things that we. We, we push out, and, and it's not necessarily the real part. It's not the honest part of who you are. Totally. Like, and there's very few sort of channels, even though we have all these ways of communicating, there's very few channels where I could be like, you know what, I feel like shit, and I want to tell you that I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're going to insta, like, you know, yeah. um, you know, unless you, like... Feeling a little depressed today. <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah. Well, and I feel like the people who do feel that way and vocalize it, granted, there are some that overly... Kind of accentuated, oh, I think. Man. Yeah, I know a girl all, in particular that we, we all know them. <laughs> but I think it may take away from that honesty factor. One, because Facebook is a platform where everybody is like kind of pushing their own social agenda if they're an avid poster. Yeah. I feel like yeah. you've got the overtly sad people, the mm-hmm. incredibly over happy people. Then you just have the people pushing product, whether it's Shakeology or whatever the fuck they're doing, Fit Tea, I don't know. And then Shakeology. You have like Kind of like the regular masks that poke around here and there, but I'm sure if you were to say, like, I'm super depressed today, you'd get, like, 140 people being like, what's wrong with you? And you're Mm. like, oh, well, this is a momentary band-aid to make me feel better, but it doesn't solve the overall problem. Yeah, kind of go back and forth on the people that are like, really need some... Like they're like, really need my friend's support today, and everyone's like, cheer up, it'll get better. It's yeah. almost like a bunch of bots. Yes, yeah. it's literally like, it's I'm so like, so are these fast. real? Is this real? Because yeah. I feel like you could type this into yeah. like a program yeah. and it would just say all this stuff. Back exactly, at you. like you create a specific hashtag, people just send emojis to, and they're like, yes, pray yes. face, double hands, wink face, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think like, like Kristen, my girlfriend, she and I talk about it a lot. Where like we'll call each other out when we're talking to each other and one of us gets on our phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we'll just be like, how's your phone doing? Pete does that to me all the time. Yeah. I'm so bad at it. But it is really rude. Like I can tell that it genuinely like hurts his feelings, you know? It does. And yeah. it's that's the one thing we can give each other is attention. Yes. And time and like our eyes. Totally. Yeah. That is like you can't really replace that. Yeah. Like there's nothing else that gets in that. Yeah. That space. But back in the day, like 1950s for instance, that was that reality that yeah. was people spending genuine time sitting bonding playing as a family like mm-hmm. there wasn't as much tv there obviously wasn't the internet there was no iphone mm-hmm. there was no exterior distraction to that other yeah. than your core values so why now has a machine or well multiple machines mm-hmm. taking the place of that human connection right and does that now play into where our world is in the socio stance that we're at, where people literally are desensitized via video games for seeing like blood, gluts, and glory, and 
you've got yeah. issues kind of all over and you have little kids who'd rather hang out with their iPad than hang out with their parent. Like, is that yeah. kind of how we lost touch with ourselves and our reality? I guess it's just tough, though, because it's like, what do you really do about it? You know, like, I right. think besides what you're saying, which is like, try and be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think we're the first people to ever talk about, like, how much, you know, we're always on our phones mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like, what do you really do? Like, where is that happy medium? How do you mm-hmm. find it without being like so inco- like I remember an app came out, I think, a couple of years ago where it was like it'll run on the back of your iPhone at all times. And at the end of the day. It'll tell you. It'll tell you how much yeah. time you spent on your phone, how many times you unlocked it. And I really considered downloading it. And then I thought, my obsession's just going to turn from how much I'm on my phone to how much I'm not on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you just start to, like, live organically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I know, and, like, find a good balance. Yeah, yeah. I think putting your phone down is yeah. just... Thinking about it, like, I, I have one screen now on my phone. Like, I moved all my apps to the first screen. Yeah. So I want to be able to, like, open it up smart. and go right to what I need to do. And yeah, it's smart. it's all divided by... Like finance, travel, social. Totally. So I want to. I want contextually. I want to be able to be like, I'm getting on here to check my bank account. Yeah. Because the problem is, how often, all the time, you go into your email or onto your phone looking for a specific. Like you have a specific task. Mm-hmm. Totally. And something, ninety percent of the time, distracts you from that task. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how often, at least for me, how often am I like, wait, why the fuck did I open my phone? Totally. Like, yep. why did I come here? Yeah. So, Why am I on Instagram again? Yeah, and yeah. I try, I think for me, it's about the awareness where I'm like, I try just to like, okay, I'm just going to go in and do this one thing. Mm-hmm. But even the problem is, and this is like where we started with like, what do you do in the morning? Right. There's multiple things that kind of give you the same. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, we have to get to work. We're going to drive. Let's open Google Maps. Let's open Waze. Let's open Apple Maps. Like there's not just one, one. source. No. Yeah. So then you get into these, you get into <laughs> multiple things that are helping you do the same thing and then it's just like a complete shit show. Totally. It kind of feels like a mental bidding war. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we were like, who wins today? Yes. Yeah, I don't and for know. some reason you have all of them on your phone. Like even if you have your favorite, yeah. you have all three versions in case one isn't the best and you want a second opinion or a third, yeah. you know. Right. It's almost like going to a multiple doctors. You're like, I just don't know who to trust. I think I need a second opinion on this yeah. route. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break cuz I need to refill my drink. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it does get hot. Reality. <laughs> Sweat it out. Reality is The reality hot. is, yes, my, my little studio is hot it's and I don't have a fan and there's carpets everywhere. Um, so uh, <laughs> during the break, we talked about some really heavy stuff, which I don't remember right now. Um, I'm taco wasted. <laughs> you're so full of tacos. <laughs> oh my God. So, so one, of the, um, one of the other things, like kind of building on that, like, me thinking about like kind of this desensitization. Is that the word? Desensitization. Sorry, I'm on my third whatever this thing is. Truly. Sparkling spike cider or whatever. Um, <laughs> one, of the thing, one of the things that the, the desensitization. Yes. That's a really hard word to say. It is a very hard word to say. Um, one, <laughs> one of the things that's happened as a result of it is um, attention span stuff. And we deal with that all the time um, at work because we have these like big things we talk about and then we yeah like like everyone's like yeah let's do this and then like no one like follows up on it and it just kind of festers <laughs> and then pretty soon people just let it go mm-hmm. um and i'm noticing this is kind of a trend like across the board in my life right now which is my friends and my relationship oftentimes we have these like big 
things, and then there's no yeah, like there's no, and I'm curious, like, like what do you think about both of you, like, or is it just because of like all the stuff we've been talking about with like your phone and like how much we like, I feel like like I read an article about six second ads on Facebook <laughs> and how like all advertisers are trying to do six second ads. Um, which is kind of nuts. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. I mean, I would, couldn't imagine trying to squeeze in an ad in six seconds. But it's so true, though. I mean, the attention, I mean, I can tell you I have noticed a huge difference in my attention span in probably the last three years. Yeah. Huge. Same. Like, I can't, I cannot, if there is just one um, outlet or one theme, thing I'm experiencing, like, I need more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I'm watching TV, I'm either on my phone or on my laptop or, like, I'm, do or, or if I'm not on anything, I'm thinking about something else. Yeah. I'm like, I have to rewind three times to even, like, re you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think there's definitely a correlation. Yeah. I mean, advertise everybody's going to two screens right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, they assume that you're on another screen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm like ADHD pretty much since day one of yeah. my life. Yeah, so I think for me, my attention has always been super spider webbed, but I'm also kind of the person who can be on the phone, watch something, type something else, and run at the same time and yeah. like not really have an issue. Yeah. So I think I actually notice it more in my significant other than I do with myself, where he really struggles to multitask. Like, yeah struggles like if you're if I was to be like oh hey I'm making blah 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 for dinner and he's like watching something and trying to type something like yeah. that's it he is not there's no words that have come from my mouth yeah so I think that it's just something at, that we're experiencing as a culture and I also do think kids these days or like what I see of children and what I see of kids who are in high school is that there is just so many outlets and even when they're in school it's mm. not as if you're in school and you don't have a cell phone and you yeah. don't have people yeah. that you're like actively socializing with like Dave um, Dave, my significant other um, his cousin who had just graduated from high school like to see the way she even sat through her own graduation was like she played on somebody's iPad and then she was on her phone and then she wow. was talking to everybody around her and you're like, dude, you're graduating from high school. Just like pay attention in the moment. Yeah. yeah. Soak it in because you're never going to do this again. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. And I think even in like the work environment that we have where, you know, obviously you roll out a new initiative and it's like, okay, this is the plan of how we get there. And then you see like some people just glaze. Yeah. And think about something else, like how will this affect me, or what am I going to do differently? So I don't know. I th I think it's more of a recent problem, but I also just think that people these day and age, like, there's too much access at your fingertips. Do you yeah. think it's that so many systems that we believed in for so long have failed? That we need a lot of, and this goes back to trust. Yeah, we need a lot of data or a lot of rationale to like really follow through with stuff. Yeah, yeah. like how often are you sitting in a meeting and someone's talking and you're just like, okay, this is never going to work. Yeah. I think a lot of people hop to that conclusion before they hop to the how do we make it work conclusion, right, to be honest. Right. Like, I think more people tend to focus on obstacles that will get in their way trying to do what they're doing, whether it's work, personal, or even just like mythical mind thoughts. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, that would never work because of X, Y, and Z, rather than be like, oh, that could work if I did this, that, or the other thing. So do you think it's the, the because of the distraction in general? Like, that makes it so much easier to say. Like, think about when you're, like, I don't know, when we were younger. Yeah. And you'd always, like, well, I got to do this thing, like, this task. I got to do it. Mm -hmm. And now it's, like, everything's sort of, everything's optional. Mm -hmm. Well, do you think we're just, like, soft as a people at this point? Because no one's, like. Soft as a people. I think we are soft as a people. Yeah, like, nobody's just, like, you're doing it. 
because you have to do it and you need to man up. Well, lady up. Well, no, but I think like do I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess like I would question whether or not though it's like desensitization versus just like <laughs> the data data driven stuff. Because yeah. I don't. I I think most people are always going to want data. It's going to be so much more of a like it just means something more. You right. know, more, it yeah. used to be because I said so. Totally, and that's gone. Totally, like that yeah. is completely out of the vernacular. But yeah. that was what it was for the 20th century. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. it was because uh, you know a religious figure or a political figure or a person in power said so. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now you look at leaders, even at organizations, and you can't run a company that way. No. Anyone that runs a company that way, it doesn't work. Yeah, no, totally. I mean they have to be able to provide, I guess, statistics. Oh my God! Statistics to success. Jesus. We had some stuttering drinks. <laughs> well, statistics Stutter to syrup. success. But I feel like. Everybody functions better when they can see the buy-in and they understand the metrics and like what they need to achieve in order to get to success. But I think, I still think there are like a margin of people that sit on top of that that are like, well, until the other penguins jump off the rock and they're mm. not eaten, then I'm not going to jump. Mm-hmm. And then well, have- and I think like I I wonder too like how much innovate like it's specifically in the workplace i guess right like yeah. how much innovation are you missing out on by people needing so much data before they try something mm. or do something mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah there's a lot of that i think sometimes people are just afraid to like like i often i oftentimes will find myself telling people this is a way i, I always say like this is a way you can do this but it doesn't mean that's the way to do this yeah mm-hmm. i never like that's new for me to say. Yeah. Not because I didn't think it before, but I feel like I have the freedom now in the workplace to yeah, do it. Totally. Like well, maybe that's that maybe that's, that's a Silicon Valley San Francisco thing. I don't know, but I feel like it's spreading. Totally. I think it is spreading, but I think that that's how it should be. It should be like I personally would do X, Y, and Z. I'm very much so like a. I have lists. I have. Excel talks up the was <laughs> like I like to function in a world of organization sure. but at the same time the way I function and get things done might not be as effective and efficient as how right. somebody else does always going to be different yeah, but, yeah. but like would you want your heart surgeon to operate that way <laughs> Wrong lady to ask. I know. I'm like, well, number one, my reality is that I'm a hypochondriac. So yeah. <laughs> talk about first, second, and third opinions. I'd yeah. have like 19. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, no, I would want data and like proven. You know. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't want some schmuck that's like, do you care how I get there? Like, I sure do. Right. Yeah. You're like, um, I'm sorry. I actually need to see each calculated move as yes. to how you get to that artery. Yeah. Thank well, like you. when the yeah. when the uh, when the eclipse happened, and right. it was all like, like I don't know if you remember, like all the like science geeks yes. were like, it was math that told you where you could go and when you could get there, totally. and then they were yeah. like, oh, by the way, climate change, you know, like totally. they were trying to relate yes. the fact that there are some things that we can do data driven mathematically, and we get predictive results. Totally. Yeah. So that's why I think sometimes, like when I think about like how the workplace runs, yeah, I'm like, well, there probably are like some things you don't need to mess with. Totally. Yeah. So there's a, some sort of fine line there's, in there. There is. There's a balance. Yeah. There's yeah. totally a balance. Well, it's like you, it's trial and error, right? That right. is the balance. It's right. let, I will let you take free will to do what you need to do for X amount of time, and then we can sit down and talk about what you figured out together. I right. don't think everything needs to be so black and white, but when it comes to like attention to detail, I think, and maybe like poising yourself or communicating in a specific way, I think it's important to kind of have a little bit of that classical, like, 
top down mentality because realistically you are part of a bigger entity than yourself. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be yourself, right? Like you should right. be able to find that happy medium between the two. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're gonna walk up to somebody and be like, "Hey, I work for this company, and like we like to have fun." Like that, I just don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's there's a nice edge to it where you can have some polish and some personality. Yeah. Yeah. What like as far as like how we're making decisions about our lives in the future? Like I'll just throw out some stuff that I read recently. Um, People in their 20s are having less sex than they ever have. People are getting... Uh, really? That's so surprising to me with all the apps. Maybe it's because people are just so tired from working all the time <laughs> and maybe feeling so stressed out that they're like... Mm, but I, and, but I also think it pasta. goes back like that's... There's effort that has to be... True. Like yeah, it's true. one thing to pick up your phone and think about having sex versus true. like... Meeting someone, maybe having a conversation, totally. maybe not. I don't know how, having how it to works. Have a connection, yeah, having yeah. a connection, yeah. like totally. So, like, Just like sweet. there's a whole thing that's happening right now in society where people are less, uh, they're interacting more and more, and they're less and less engaged with each other in a in a one to one space. Do you think it's because it's surface level interactions with no real depth? Like, do you I think, think? Yeah, and I think you feel like there's it feels like progress. Yeah, but that's it's not so really sad. progress, isn't it? Well, I mean, like, I read a I whole, there's like, a whole article rather, about it that just came out. Really? I won't yeah. lie. Like, moving here, for instance, I had hesitance of moving back to California because when I lived in Orange County, it was very much so, like, and you can read a lot of women. I'm very real. I'm not really a great liar. Laura can attest. We played two truths in a lie, and I fucking panicked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Like, ev- just don't call on me. Yeah, I, I like, forgot oh. everything. I, like, turned around and faced the wall. It was bright red. I was <laughs> In oh, fairness, I did three truths, so <laughs> also a bad liar. Yeah, and I, like, I'm very much so you get what you get with me. Like, you know if I like you. You know if I don't like you. Yeah. Like, I'm really just very open book policy over here. Um, and so I remember living in Orange County and meeting these girls, and I, I had brought my friend Gabby, who's like a fashion designer, and she had made a bunch of clothes, yada, 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 like showing them to all these girls. I'm like, oh, that's like so cute, da, 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 da. like that's so great, you're just so inspiring. And then fast forward 30 minutes later, and like, ugh, that girl like couldn't stop talking about herself and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, she's <laughs> literally at an art expo talking about her art and her work. Like, yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> and I just feel like people today, like, don't have Bitches that authentic, be crazy. Yeah, that authentic feeling. Like, I think that's why a lot of relationships are fake too, because you talk to somebody as opposed to dating them, and you're either hooking up or you're in an official relationship or you're quote unquote talking. It's not like, oh, we just yeah. met each other, we're getting to know yeah. each other. It's we're talking, we're hooking up, which is just like, you know, a free for all. And then we are in a relationship. And a lot of people who are in relationships, I don't think, are that authentic with themselves either, which is why I think cheating and all those other issues arise, which comes in with like the cell phone technology age. Mm. I don't know though, that makes me so sad because I think in my whole life, like I I can like remember that like the people you've had like a really good connection with are mm-hmm. just those people that like you feel comfortable with mm-hmm. right away, you mm-hmm. know, or like you can go deep with or like, you know, like that to me is so much more meaningful than any like, yeah quantity of interactions that yeah. I've had. Yeah. But I, I missed that whole boat. Like, I didn't do the, like, yeah. app dating, and I think it's fun. Like, I grab my yeah. girlfriend's phones, and I'm like, can you let me swipe for a yeah, little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess it is. It's kind of surface, you know? Yeah. Like, like really, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I take their phone, and I start swiping, and I'm like, I just want to have, like, five conversations. Right. Like, I think that'll be funny. I'm not, like... Yeah. You're con- and you're content I with mean, that. I mean, totally. I updated for all of two weeks, and I was like, this is trash. Because you meet these people, and they're like, so you're back to your place? And you're like, 
what? Like, right, I literally, right, right, we had right. like one PBR, let's cool it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Craigslist killer? <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, you got to prove yourself, what's your social? Yeah. No, but I feel like it's a, it's a weird sense of being now where there's even apps for finding friends. Whereas, oh, really? or. Yeah, yeah, Bumble. Bumble there's created. There's a friend thing? There's a Bumble yeah. friend and a Bumble like professional networking yes. and a like pretty much you can meet anyone for but any it is type so of role. Strange. On and then you also have like the network climbers, like the people who want to get to you to either get to your friend network or to circulate through your work. I actually have a good girlfriend, Ellen, who just went through this in Boston with this girl, Stephanie. Um, Actually, and I have a good friend, Stephanie, who or a good friend, Stephanie, who just went through this with a girl named Christina. Are you sure someone's not doing this to uh, you, Stephanie and Christina? <laughs> I know. Well, my friend Stephanie got engaged, and this girl was like, oh, this is so exciting, da 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 And, like, they were acquaintances before, but mm-hmm. then, like, this girl, Christina, really amped the friendship up. Then, fast forward, she becomes a bridesmaid in this wedding. After the wedding, drops my friend like it's hot. And Weird. just ghosts. Oh, she just wanted to be a bridesmaid? She wanted to be a bridesmaid Why? at the wedding. Being a bridesmaid and, like, talked sucks. the whole it's time expensive. during her it's wedding. It's so expensive. Oh, it's expensive, and she was the worst. She yelled at me once, and I was like, wrong person, I yell at. Like, I really don't know what's actually happening. I literally wow. That's so weird. Like, yeah. why um, do you social climb to be a bridesmaid? I don't know, but she did <laughs> like, it. Well, I don't even get that. Gotta have goals. Yeah, apparently, again. and this other girl was, like, professionally trying to kind of use my friend Ellen to get into Puma uh, and try to be like a workout instructor on the campus and she was like wow. that actually doesn't happen here and so then she like lost her shit and just completely freaked out on her in like a public forum but I think that people see people as avenues and door openers in a lot of yeah. situations it's almost like the gold digger theory to be applied to almost every arena and stripped down every relationship it. and yeah and I don't want to say gold digger because I yeah. guess I get like, it but yeah, yeah, yeah. ulterior motive totally yeah just the idea of being with somebody like let's just be Totally. Yeah. Just be. Yeah. Like, do you like talking and doing puzzles and we mm-hmm. get to hang out and just but be But isn't that kind mm-hmm. like, that's the best, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, that to me is, like, Because that's know. authentic. It's yeah. authentic versus fake, I guess, and what each person values in that. Like, would you rather be the person who, and this is my favorite English teacher in high school told me this, but be the person in a room who has, like, five amazingly close inseparable friends or be the person at high school that, like, everybody knows? Yeah. Yeah. I think I would choose the five anytime. Yeah. Like, like no would, question. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. I'd rather call up my girlfriend and be like, so, I got this weird gray hair. Can you come, like, pull it out of the top of my head for do me? You, um, do, y- do y'all watch Lifetime movies? No, no. not really Lifetime. I, uh, I got to say, there is a lot of wisdom in, in a Lifetime, in the lifetime movie. And Kristen, my girlfriend, makes fun of me all the time. But anytime she's away, I just binge on Lifetime movies. Because Lifetime movies, to me... They play into so many uh, of these weird types of fears yeah. uh, about social uh, social interactions with people, mm, totally. like the 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 Airbnb you know renter that is a serial killer, or <laughs> yeah. the uh, the the woman that is you know the babysitter, but she's actually the ex boyfriend's totally ex lover, you know that yeah. kind of shit. And the way it plays out in those movies to me is it's it's total hyperbole and it's totally right. like off the charts, but it's. It's, it's these are real things. Like yeah. these are things where you watch it and you're like, that. You know what? That can happen. Yeah, that yeah. can happen. I mean, and, and easier than ever. Yes. You would think. You would think we would have an easier way of finding out about people because totally. of all the shit. But there are yeah. people that are just that good at creating. Like we talked about a while ago, they create this whole thing. Uh, in the ether of social yeah. and, and hello catfish. 
Come on, Catfish. It's like a MTV show, but it's literally about false, like falsely presenting yourself and your identity. Oh, got it, got it, got it. And making people fall in love with you or sending money. It's like fishing. Is it called catfishing? It's a verb. Got it. Yeah, it's like what people do to old women when they're like, I need money to be sent to my account or your daughter's gonna get killed or something ridiculous like that. But it it is true, like bringing, bringing out those things that maybe don't actually happen very often, but once they're out there, you see it in a Lifetime movie or you see Mm -hmm. it on social or you see it in the news or whatever. Like, all you have to know is that it's happened once to be scared of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm deathly scared of flying. I hate it. Mm -hmm. I hate it so much. And Mm -hmm. I know statistically, I know, you know, all these things, but I'm like, all it takes is one Mm -hmm. freaking crash in the news for me to be like, I, all that other stuff goes away. Like, that happened. Those people had to, like, live and die. As an aside, I was very afraid of flying. Do you watch Why Planes Crash? Yes. It's actually helpful for me. I know it is. It it's is. like super soothing to watch all these plane <laughs> crashes and why they, I'm like, okay, that was, that was, that's a, that's an, that doesn't really happen now. But actually data, to go back know. to the like data driven thing, the only thing that's ever like really, really, really helped me calm me if I'm like in a panic state when I'm flying is I have this Marijuana. card. No, I, I'm like the person that like locks themselves in a cupboard and is like clawing at You're the, the little Indian in the yeah, cupboard, no, the little Laura in the cupboard. Okay. <laughs> you never want to give me marijuana if I'm panicking. Um, <laughs> I wrote new CEO. Like, yeah, yeah right. seriously. Um, I wrote out a note card with like stats on it. Like this is how likely you are to like yeah. die in a plane crash plane crash versus other things that are yeah. like way more likely to happen to me and all this different Hit stuff. Hit by a bus. Exactly. Lightning. Yeah. But I literally wrote out the statistics. And, and that has happened. Like, if I'm really freaking out, I'll open that up yeah. and read it. And Smart. I'm like, okay. It's true. That's yeah. good for you. See, like, for me, it was somebody throwing up on a plane next to me. And then when that <laughs> happened, I was like, well, I guess we've accomplished that. Yeah. You were just over it? I mean, I crawled over Dave and literally plugged my ears with, like, death metal going on. And I was like, oh, my God. I got this. I, so this doesn't happen to people. But I was on a flight to Italy and I'm sitting next to this old German woman. There's an empty seat next to us. It's a fully packed plane. Yeah. Passed out. Woke up seven hours later. Mysterious sweaty man sitting next to me. German lady. God knows where the fuck she went. And she disappeared. I like kept doing this to Dave, and I was like, wake up, wake up right now. So I'm like, what's wrong? And he was like, what do you mean? And then I turn over. We're about to land. This guy pulls the magazines out of the plastic magazine things that we all know are on international flights. We're just supposed to hold them, make them clean. Starts throwing up in the uh, plastic bag thing. Doesn't even tie it. Uh, puts it on the floor and walks away. And uh, what world is that normal? Uh, that doesn't happen to normal people. Yeah, I was like, are you serious? Where'd you come from? This is a full flight. Mm. This is a full flight. You have a seat. You have a home. <gasps> no. Well, yeah. You're getting into like basic survival at that point. Yeah, like, no. It's me or you, and I don't care about you. No, so. well, he knew, and he was like, it's okay, just crawl over me. I was like, this is my nightmare. I don't think I know. No, this no. that was my nightmare, and then it happened, and then ever since then, I've been like, you know. Imagine yeah. how shitty that guy must have felt after that flight. I guarantee you, he probably just drank himself into like a really terrible hangover because he smelled sweaty. Which, you know, when you smell some people, you like, you have the boo sweats. Yeah, I think the so. boo sweats. But then I'm like sweats. that kind little German woman who didn't speak like English. Like, where'd she go? Where did she ever go? You never saw her again? I never saw her again. I have no <laughs> maybe idea. She, maybe it was that guy the whole time. <laughs> Shapeshifter. I was just like really <laughs> hallucinating. Maybe actually it was the German woman, and when she drank, she turned into that. <laughs> she was like, wow. 
Oh, I feel bad for God. her and her future. I was like, what is happening to me? <laughs> so, all right. So, okay. Here's my, here's the big, are, are, are either of you, like, what are your thoughts on children? Like, are you going to bring children into this world? Is that too personal of a question? Oh, no. We've been talking a lot about it. And yeah. I, I'll just start because I yeah. asked it. Cool. Yeah. I, I think my biggest struggle is the world that we have right now. I'm scared. I'm scared to toss a child into this world. When I'm, like, when I was on an airplane, like, two years ago, and the infant on the seat with a guy just touching the screen, just kept touching the screen. It wasn't a touch screen, but just kept touching the screen on the, on the, on the, on the, on the it was Virgin yeah. Flight or wherever. I know it wasn't a Virgin Flight. It, it was JetBlue or whatever. It was, it was just like, this kid, it doesn't, can't speak yet, but knows, knows to, touch to touch this screen. I know. Because he sees everyone doing it. I know. It. And it does make you really sad. I mean, that, like, I have five beautiful nephews and they are all amazing and incredible little humans but um it does make you realize how different their childhood is from our own and they they are not trust me i have seen far worse they are not at all the kids that are like yeah. always inside on computer games or right. whatever video games iphone whatever my siblings are very good about that but what i will say is is like my childhood was always on i was always on a swing set yeah. It was always on a swing set something outside yes. interactive like, outside always. interaction physical yes reality Physical yes. shit that's out Reality, there. like real shit. Yeah. yeah. And I think. Playing I, with blocks. It's weird. You know, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I always wanted to have like a bunch of kids. And now thinking about it, I'm like, well, I don't want my kids to be one. Global warmness. Yeah. Global warmness. The warmness. The warmness. You know. The warm. That warmness. We've got to really worry about the warmness coming. <laughs> No, but I do think about that a lot. I mean, my brother works for Greenpeace, so he runs like four different Greenpeace offices, and my sister heads up FEMA planning. So for me, what are you doing? Yeah, right. Like Jesus. Well, it's I saw you. You you drove a lead a car with a lead uh, gas tank <laughs> here today. You smoked cigarettes the whole time. God, all the time. No, it's it is very interesting. I'm polar opposite of my family. My brother is like. Albert Einstein genius level like tested out perfect score on the SATs went to private school could speak Latin fluently by the time he was like six and a half seven like genius to the point of almost like a little social awkwardness but he still kind of has it together and then my sister is equally as smart and just got herself a full ride to USC got herself right into the government and has been the youngest and highest promoted female in FEMA in I think like almost the history of the company. Like she's hand Damn. selected for What's her name? Chelsea. Nice job, Chelsea. Wiggle, Chelsea Diangona. Shout out. <laughs> but do it, it is Talk very about, interesting. You know what? Talk to your sister about what she's doing with her life because <laughs> Well, and it's clearly, different because like I was like social butterfly, always involved in everything, playing all the sports, but like school to me wasn't my avenue for yeah. like I just wanted to talk to people. And that yeah. was like it for me. Yeah. And I made Which a bunch of cool decisions. But like he made me very aware of just like, listen, no matter what, like even if we stop doing what we're doing today, it has zero impact. Like we will flood, we will lose people, mm -hmm. people will die. Like what happened in Houston, what happened mm -hmm. in Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. like it's only gonna get yeah. worse and worse. Right. Unfortunately. Does that scare you about having children? Yes. Yeah. Really? I agree. That's the way I feel. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I wanna bring my kids into well, this. Well, not and like I Sandy Hook, I one of my best guy friends in college, literally his backyard is the fencing to Sandy Hook and he had broken his neck in a car accident and was home hearing the bullets. Like Damn. But don't so, you feel I mean, here's the thing though, right? Like don't you and trust me, I am not I am I have I could 
do a whole podcast on whether or not I want to have children. But, um, <laughs> but what I will say is like children are resilient. Like they yeah. are very, very, very resilient. Right. And if, I mean, of course, if like, you know, I think my some natural them, disaster comes and swipes me. the... Yeah. It's like me being able to let go and let them protect themselves. Because like I very much so would like bleed out for my family. And I right. think realistically with kids, particularly like my own little demons... I would just be like, okay, cool. Who's there? I will fucking kill them. Yeah, like, right, <laughs> like, okay, right. that's but a problem. Not to get like super real reality, but yeah. like, isn't that okay? That's not really a global warming problem, then, though. Isn't that kind a, of like, like a, a Jordan control, like, yeah, wa- protect, not even control, but like wanting to protect? I think wanting to protect, but also wanting to give them a life worth living and give them, mm-hmm. give them something that gives them a chance. Because I think if we. Like, not as if that's going to actually even hit this generation of kids, but I think the generation after that generation, Mm -hmm. it's going to be pretty hard. But, like, I would want my kids to kind of almost come in where I had come in in life, where my life was, like, soccer, field hockey, sailing, like, clamming Mm -hmm. on the beach with my family. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that the problem of where we're at now is not only will that whole kind of universe change around them, but there is this danger element that's so unpredictable that Mm -hmm. I think... From the church shooting to kind of where we live here and now, like, do you yeah. know what you can provide them with? But that is also the risk, and that shouldn't really hold you back from having any children. Yeah, I, mean, I like, just think about, like, my parents, yeah. you know, when they had, I'm sure that when they had me, that they were not, like, the, you know, every generation has their things, and I'm not yeah. saying the that. The Cold well, War. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm not Like, my parents had a cave with food and water totally. during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And that was yeah. their reality. In the 60s. That, like, imagine they that. They thought nuclear war, which just hasn't gone away. Yeah. Right. Like, we're still there. Oh, and by the way, we have these extra things, like, yeah. totally. and. Yeah, I think I think that it's I guess part of it. Like you have to just kind of be tough when you have kids and be like, okay, I understand you're going to be born into a world that's not perfect. Yeah, and so I think. But what if your kid is the person that's going to like come along and like change it? Oh, classic, right? classic well, phrase. What right? if you have the next Einstein? You know, but what if you do? And not, maybe not even the Einstein, but like, what if you have this little devil's advocate? What if you have the next ad- Donald Trump? I was going to say devil's advocate, or like the next Charles I Manson. Think yeah, allowed, I think you're allowed to like. Kill your own child. I'm kidding. <laughs> JK, LOL. I'll edit I that can delete. Out. I'll edit that. <laughs> yeah. Edit that out. No, I, I do. That's I mean, what I worry about. Yeah. Like, Kristen and I talk about I'm like, she's like, what if we have like a serial killer? Yeah. See, my thing would be yeah. more or less like, what if we have a kid that couldn't even just connect with others? Because mm-hmm. I am so like, I live and breathe for my friendships and my loves mm-hmm. and my relationships and. Everything. So, like, I am literally the, like, bleeding heart, I think, of my friend group where I just have to take care of you. Like, if I love you, I have to take care of you. So what you're saying is you're going to have children and smother them and spoil them. Um, (laughs) Not even smother and spoil. Like, I could just literally put them in a small cage and be like, you stay here forever. Like, you live in the attic. But (laughs) I don't know. Mommy dearest. It's hard, though. Like, right? And again, this is, like, the result of living in this information age. Totally. Well, that, like, I just, yeah, there's so many kids out there, too, that need somebody. So, like, do you have one of your own and then pick up a couple at the grocery store? Like, I don't know. I And I talked, you actually. You guys are, like, so much better people than me. Here I am. I'm just like, dude, the thought of having a kid means I'll be, like, real tired when I get home yeah. from work Yeah, no, night. I agree with you. Like, I'm I don't know why you're saying so, so guys. I think you and I are more on the same. <laughs> I'm well, just, I'm just, so, I'm more like, I'm just like, exhausted. I can't Like, not... Kristen comes home from, like, hanging out with her nieces, and she's exhausted. Exha- and I'm like, uh-huh. 
Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, it's like that for like 30 years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is. I don't know. I guess for me, it's just I nannied for seven years. It's like during high no, school. But don't so you feel like you did your time? <laughs> you did your time. Yeah. I did, but I also feel like my little creation is going to be such a pain in the ass, and it's going to be so glorious to watch. I'm going to be like, oh my god, you're terrible. I love it. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> throw more stuff. I mean, that's another way to look at it. Like, yes. But for me, I also feel like there's so many unwanted kids or kids just, I actually, Brittany Jones, who is a girl that I work with, which actually should meet because she'd be a great guest for you. Um, (laughs) We have been adorable. We've been making up our own rules for like our perfect Utopian society for like forever. (laughs) And we were talking. This is cool. Why don't we do this as a team? Can we all collab on this? It's like our way. You guys need a Google Doc. Yeah, we do. It's interesting because she just had a baby and we were talking and it was like, some people who are parents that don't really want to be a parent or don't understand how to like love their kid and genuinely just appreciate the shit-stained onesies and like the crappy nights of no sleep, like who drown their kids in bathtubs, like those kinds of people who are like there needs to be an <laughs> exam Yates, oh that goes out to each one of these people who's like, do you feel like you could handle almost like the disc assessment, but like disc for parents. I just think everyone would answer no, and then we'd stop, like, producing children. (laughs) Have you seen Children of Men, the movie? No. It's totally so. worth watching. Really? Yeah. It's about it's about a future where like women just like can't have children anymore. Oh, you know what's similar to it is Hand Handmaid's Tale. I haven't watched that yet, but I've heard so yeah, incredible. I've heard great things. About I love it. it. It would be very interesting. I mean, but there's so many kids out there now. Actually, this is a problem in Asia. So in China, remember when it was like you had to the selectively, one, yeah. 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 So I guess I was reading this. Granted, it was a year network ago. Network of like children that were born and. No, so apparently there is an issue where there are so many men and no Not women. Not enough women, yeah. That's but been, the I men think, for a while. are inverted in the sense that they like socially cannot interact with women, like just because they have never done it. Kind so for them, them to do that and to try to date mm. creates a whole level of anxiety. So they're dying off. Oh, weird. And like the population is starting to see a small reduce mm. because these men are uncomfortable. So they're sleeping with like the animatronic robots. And oh, yeah. Japan's like that a lot too. Other things because there's just this social. Yeah. oddness around interacting with women because they never did it their whole life. Which is such a weird reality to have. Like, could you imagine if some guy was like, so nice to meet you, gotta go. A weird reality to have. A weird go. reality to have. Can you have a reality or is there just reality? There is just reality. There's I don't know. Just, there is no reality. Let's talk about the upside down. <laughs> um, so I think we should. This was lovely. Yeah, we could go on and on. Um, Can we do a part two and three and four of, of course. reality? Okay, yeah, perfect. reality part two. Um, thanks for coming. Say uh, so. Say your name so everyone knows who is who. Laura Tobin. That's that's Laura's voice. That's Laura's voice. My name is Jordan Diangona. That's Jordan's voice, and this is Greg. And thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah.